And you know, what, what do we really want? We want fans who are also our friends. Number one, they're going to be way more supportive of us. They're going to feel connected. You know, we can just enjoy the relationship a lot more if we feel like our fans are friends. Some ways I don't even like the word fan because it makes it seem like, oh, I'm the artist and they're the fan, right? I just want to facilitate relationships with people who like my music. Fan is just an easy way to say all of that in one word. But really what it is, is facilitating relationships with people. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Bree Noble, and you are tuned into the Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And I've got a little bit of an extra long show for you, which means it's extra juicy. So I'm going to jump right into Indie Interactive, right in progress. So um, as I said in my little promo for this, I know some of you guys are really rocking the email list. And some of you are feeling a little bit intimidated by the email list. Maybe you're feeling like, you know, I feel uncomfortable about asking people to join. Um, Like the technology is intimidating. Let me know if you have an email list. And if not, why not? Um, What's holding you back? Let's see. Lynn says, I started collecting emails, but I haven't done anything with them. Well, at least you have a start, which is great. Great. Um, Annie says, yes, but small and neglected. Okay. Um, Thank you guys so much for giving me some input here. Keep putting that in as you guys come in. Do you have an email list already? And if not, what is it that you think is holding you back from having one? Um, And I'm going to get to talking about why I think it's so important right now. I think you guys probably have a few inklings as to why, but I want to lay out all the reasons that I think it's really important these days to have one. First off, the main uh, one big reason that right now I think it's so important is that social media reach is declining and it's declining fast. And you guys know it's been declining, right? It's been um, an issue for a while, and it's only getting worse. Um, As you guys know, there was the announcement on Facebook that they're going to be showing a lot less of our posts as pages to our followers. We're going to be focusing more on friends, and you can definitely use your profile to supplement. So if you want to send stuff out on your personal profile, I think that's totally fine as long as you don't get salesy and businessy about it and just direct people to your music. I think that's totally fine. But there is definitely less of a reach for us on Facebook. Um, And it's, it's actually true on a lot of the social media platforms right now. But secondly, The reason is that there are some new rules going around with Facebook and Twitter. So 
I know I've talked to you guys before about the new rules about Facebook that, you know, you really are not going to get much reach if your posts are number one automated. Um, I'm still seeing a little bit of reach with my, with some of my automated posts. I've left a few of them, but I'm seeing more reach with organic posts that I'm putting on there myself, but even those are so low. Um, the rules involve, you know, not being able to like click bait or comment bait people. So, you know, you shouldn't be saying like, you know, type Y in the comments if you feel this way, because Facebook will see you doing that and they won't like it. And they'll could even ban your account for doing that. Um, so in no engagement bait. And in the old days, you used to be able to do stuff like that. And I still think it's valid. Like if you're asking people a question and you want their answer, absolutely. That's not engagement bait. But just asking people to type yes or something like that um, could be seen easily by Facebook as engagement bait. So make sure you don't you don't do that. That's one of the rules that they've been they're enforcing now. But mainly, they just want you guys to have engaging posts. And they want people to actually be responding to them. But a big one that just came out that I recently found out about is that Twitter is implementing some major new rules. So in the past, I recommended that you guys use automated posting, things like Post Planner. And, you know, I personally use Meet Edgar, um, things like Hootsuite and, and Social Oomph and things like that to automate a lot of your posting, not automate your engagement, but to automate the posting. But Twitter is implementing a lot of rules starting in a couple of weeks that are going to change that. Number one, they are saying that they do, they are not allowing any posts that are the same to be posted again. Now I need to look a little bit more into the specifics of this, but it's sounding to me like they are completely banning any recycled posts. So that means it's gonna take more work on our part to be posting on places like Twitter. We can't just post the same post and have it recycle and put it into a queue because Twitter will see that and they've got a lot of smart bots in the background. They're going to be able to see that and say, oh, we've seen this post before, block. And so that is going to keep us from being able to kind of set up our like 30 days of engagement and, you know, maybe reuse those again later. We're going to have to, to tweak those a little bit so they don't look exactly the same. And then on top of that, they are not allowing you to have more than one account that are posting the same tweet. So for example, I have a Brie Noble Twitter account and I have a women of substance one. And some of the, the tweets that I have cross over. Sometimes I post on both of them about my podcasts, about interviews that I do, things like that. That is not going to be allowed two weeks from now. So actually it might be even less than that. I think it's the 23rd. So Keep in mind that we're going to have reduced reach or it's going to take more effort on our part to post on these social media platforms because of these new rules. And one reason I wanted to do this today was to alert you guys to the new Twitter rules because I recently just found out about them. So I think many people might not know and you might start getting your tweets blocked and wonder why. So 
that's a long-winded answer to the fact that there are a lot of new rules that are going to keep us from reaching as many people as we have on Facebook and Twitter, or it's going to make it a lot harder for us. It's going to require a lot more effort. And all this to say that that's another reason that I think an email list is important because we don't, social media is no longer involved. Thirdly, Instagram. I love Instagram. I've been really getting a lot more involved in Instagram, but the problem with Instagram is, and the reach, the organic reach is still there, although it's declining, but it's kind of like the old days of Facebook. You know, we saw the reach declining and you see the writing on the wall with Instagram that they eventually are going to make you pay more to play. Um, But with Instagram, you don't have the ability to link to things. So getting people to go to your free download, getting people to go to, you know, listen to your music, to follow you on Spotify, all those things are not easily done through Instagram. So even though Instagram is the great place for organic traffic right now, it's not easy to get people off of Instagram. So you can put a link in your bio, but if you are promoting different things, that's requiring you to change that link all the time, which can be a real pain. So um, this is another reason that I think email is so important right now, because we can use email to reach people directly and go around all these social platforms. And then there's the fact that lots of people are abandoning social media. So with all the stuff that happened in the U.S. with all the election and all this, you know, fake news and all this stuff, a lot of like a lot of, um, you know, just people getting into arguments on social media and just the fact that it can be super distracting. A lot of people I am seeing are abandoning some social media platforms, if not all, or really limiting. And I, I am not, I don't have any problem with this. Like it's hard for me because obviously if you're not on Facebook, you wouldn't be here right now watching this and interacting. And so Yes, I am sad that some of the people that I work with have actually abandoned social media and told me so, or at least temporarily. And even a couple of my like private coaching clients have said, you know, don't worry, I'm coming back, but I'm taking a social media break, or I've decided I'm only going to be on once a week. And I totally respect them for that because they don't want that distraction and they don't want, you know, a lot of the negativity that they've been experiencing on social media. They just want to focus. And I completely support them in that. On the other hand, that means that I can't reach them through social media right now. And so you guys need to be thinking about that. There are, I've seen a lot of people lately that say like, I'm just not going to be on Facebook. I don't like what I've seen there. So that is another reason that email is so important because although, you know, these students of mine or other people I know are abandoning some social media platforms, they still are reading their email. And so I can still reach them there. And so you guys will still be able to reach your fans that way if you have that connection with them on email. Um, So also you can repurpose and amplify the work that you're already doing on social media. So I still think you need to be on social media, even though our reach is declining and all that stuff. You know, we can do other things to increase our reach by using more video, which obviously Facebook loves. Um, Instagram video is doing well, Instagram stories, all that. And you're already creating all of this content for that. 
So why not use it with your email list and make sure that those people see it? You're already putting this effort into what you do on social media. So use your email list to make sure that everybody in your tribe is getting access to this stuff that you're creating. They want, they're going to want to see it. So if you create an Instagram story or a cool Facebook live video, download it, put it on your website and then link to it through email to make sure that all of the people in your tribe are accessing it and just to have another distribution, you know, not everybody is on, not on every social media platform. Not everybody is going to see it because of the reduced reach. And so email is just another channel to spread your info to your tribe to make sure that they are seeing it. And then there's just so much noise out there, right? Like on social media, there's so much going on and so many other competing interests that if you have a direct connection to people on email, then that is not a problem. Like you have an actual direct to them message connection within email that you can't get on social media. So that is my other reason in relation to social media, why I think that you should definitely be building your email list still. And if you haven't started, you definitely need to start. So I am going to go and hang out in the comments for a minute. I've been kind of focusing on why social media is causing us to need to have an email list. And now I'm going to focus in a minute on all the other benefits of an email list, but I just want to check in with you guys and let's see if I can say hi to some people that have shown up here. Hello to Carol and Catherine. And I know Catherine recently hit 15, actually I think 1600 on her email list, which is super awesome. Um, Good morning to Elle and Beth um, and Sue and Karen. Great to see you guys and Fiona. And I'm here with my trusty cough drops because I've been dealing with this. Hmm. So I know Matungi has been like, as she says, dancing around the email list and she knows, she knows it's important to help with her EP that she's going to be coming out within a little bit. Absolutely. It will be, it will be so important. And that's what I'm going to go into next as far as kind of taking your fans through this journey with email. There are so, so Fiona is saying she's got friends that are not on Facebook and that's why she started it. But we need to think about all the people on Facebook too. We need to try as hard as we can um, while the reach is declining even more to get people onto our email list so we can continue to communicate with them. And as I said, video is still doing really well on Facebook. So I would use live video and pre-recorded video to um, use it to talk to your fans, to tell them why they need to be on your email list and give them some incentive to be on your list. Just have to remember to ask and remember to promote it. Uh Uh-huh. And I know when you're at a gig, right, there's so many competing interests in your mind. I need to make sure to tell them about merch. I need to make sure to, you know, tell my stories. I need to make sure that I'm constantly telling them who I am if they don't, you know, if this is a place that I've never performed before. So the email list is another thing. So what I recommend actually is up on stage with your set list, have a list of points that you want to make sure to cover several times, including what your name is, where you're from, if you want to, um, 
you know, how to find your merch, how you want them to connect with you, whether that's an email list in the back, whether it's you're using, you know, a text where you say, you know, text this word to this number and, you know, you'll get something free, a free gift from me. However, you're doing that to get them on your email list, put that on a list on stage to remind yourself to do it. Cause when we're in the moment, it's really so hard to remember, right? So Catherine has a list that's about 1600 right now. If she could change one thing in her career, it would be to have started building her list earlier. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Catherine. I so agree with that. Um, and again, it's like that little proverb thing that like, I forget what, how it goes. Like when's the best time to, to plant a tree, you know, a hundred years ago, but the next best time is now, right? So if you can't go back in history and in time and do it again, then at least start as soon as possible. So Karen is talking about, she's working through the challenges of getting through free email services. I think what you're talking about is um, like Gmail and, and Yahoo and those kinds of things. They, they might put your emails, mark them as spam and that kind of thing. And <clears throat> so this is why we have so many different channels, right? Because if you're not reaching people through email because of something like that, um, then you can reach them through Facebook or Facebook Messenger, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, or you know other places, and remind them to mark your emails as you know whitelist them or make sure that they're not in the spam folder. Also, I want to say good morning to Jesse. Great to have you. For some reason, I feel like a pest when I send an email. So I totally understand that. Um, I think if you if you kind of set the expectations in, a, in advance of people when they first join your list, then you won't feel like a pest. If you tell them, you know, I'm going to email you once a week and I'm only going to email you with things relevant to my music, then they know what to expect and you absolutely don't need to feel like a pest in any way because you've given them the ground rules. And if they unsubscribe, don't feel bad about it. I mean, it makes me sad when people unsubscribe from my list, but I also understand. And sometimes I'll try to connect with them in another place and say like, you know, would you prefer to get messages through through um, Facebook Messenger or something? And some of them will yes say yes. It's hard to be motivated to do it, even though you know it's important. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way as well, but the only thing that works for me is to create a calendar at least a month in advance of like, this is what I'm going to email on these days. So either I can do those in advance or when I get there, I know what I have to do and it doesn't take any hard thinking and it doesn't take any like pushing myself to do it. Cause I already know, and I've already planned what I'm going to do. So that's the biggest suggestion I can make for that is to plan at least a month in advance, what you want to do on your email list. But the important thing is you have to keep doing that, you know, every month, then you have to make sure and get back to your planning. Okay, so let's move on to the other reasons that I think email list is so important. And number one is that I believe that 2018 is the year of connection. I have really stepped up my connection with people this year trying to make sure that I'm personally messaging people back when they message me, emailing people back when they respond and tell me their story. Um, 
making sure to respond on Facebook. And it does take a, le- a lot of work, but it really does pay off. And the way that email can work for you in this way is that you can elicit conversations with people over email. And that is really going to be how you're going to connect and bring fans along this journey is having a conversation with them, making them feel like you're a real person, breaking down that wall between artist and fan. And I know that, um, that Annie has talked about that in relation to her experience on street jelly in that she, um, she feels like all those people on there have become her friends. And you know, what, what do we really want? We want fans who are also our friends. Number one, they're going to be way more supportive of us. They're going to feel connected and, you know, we can just enjoy the relationship a lot more if we feel like our fans are friends. So, you know, some ways I don't even like the word fan because it makes it seem like, oh, I'm the artist and they're the fan, right? I just want to facilitate relationships with people who like my music. Fan is just an easy way to say all of that in one word, but really what it is, is facilitating relationships with people. And yes, you can do that through Facebook and through Instagram by having conversations and you know, I highly recommend that you do have conversations with people on Instagram, um, private messages and Twitter, private messages and, and all that. But there's just so much kind of spamminess that goes on in those. I mean, I get private messages on Instagram every day with people that I don't know that are trying to start up a conversation with me that look a little bit sketchy. So I think with email, you know that the people have connected with you because they like your music And then you have this ability to have a conversation with them. But the important part is that when you're talking to them in your newsletters or your your communications with them, that you encourage them to communicate with you. Almost every email I send out, I have some kind of call to action like, hey, let me know, you know, which one of these things really helped you or which one of these suggestions you're going to implement And most of the time I do get some kind of response from people, even if I don't elicit that a lot of time I'll get a response. But if I ask that question, I get even more responses and then we can have a back and forth conversation, or at least when I respond to them, they know that I'm a real person and that, you know, that I respect them enough to respond to them. And that's going to make them be more likely to respond to me again and read my next email. So Again, like 2018, I really believe is the year of of connection. I've heard it more than once beyond myself saying it. And so this is why email is just another point of connection beyond social media where a lot of people are abandoning or not actually seeing your message. So email is also the best way to facilitate the fan discovery journey. So I actually saw... Um, in one of those Facebook memories that it's been a little over a year since I did the podcast about the, the face, the the, um, fan discovery journey. And I think that it's just, it's such an important concept that I've really implemented all across my business and tried to explain to musicians that I work with about how we really do go on a discovery journey with an artist And your fans are doing that with you or people that communicate with you and are moving along from like, oh, I just 
heard about this person's music. Now I just listen to one of their songs. Maybe I'll listen to more of their songs. And, you know, now I kind of want to find out a little bit about them because I really like their music, but I don't know anything about them. And, you know, you are facilitating this journey where they get to know you through your music and then through your stories and seeing you on video and eventually then, you know, and then connecting with you on social and on Spotify and all that. And then eventually buying one of your albums or supporting one of your, you know, Patreon or your, um, your crowdfunding campaign or coming to one of your shows and then meeting you in person. You know, there's just this journey that our fans go on. And the email list is such an easy way to facilitate that because you can deliver things at the right time in the right order to people once they join. You can, you know, then say, okay, the next step in getting to know me is, you know, here's my story. And then the next step is watch this video where I talk about one of my most important, you know, songs or a most important story in my journey. And then you can send them to, you know, um, maybe some more music so they can get to know your music more. And then you can have them subscribe to your YouTube channel. And, you know, there's just, you can kind of orchestrate this fan journey that you can't really do through social media unless you're paying for ads. If you are paying for ads, then you can kind of orchestrate a journey for people. First, I want them to see this. Then once they see this, I can have them see this. And then after they see this, then I want to encourage them to buy something. But that costs money on Facebook. And you can do that kind of a campaign, but it's multi-layered and it costs money. Whereas with email, it might cost you a little bit of money to get them on your list if you're using ads, like I know a few of you are. But once they're there, you can orchestrate this journey with them of how they get to know you. So that's another reason why email is important. And I think the journey is so important right now in 2018 because of the need for connection, not just enjoying music, connecting with the artists. And nowadays, it's so easy to create a sequence for welcoming people. Um, you can use something like MailChimp that is free for the first 2,000 subscribers, and they have autoresponders that you can create once a welcome sequence where you take them through this little journey. Or you can use something like Facebook Messenger, which I'll talk about in a minute. That really makes it easy to facilitate this journey and welcoming people and giving them, taking them to the next step. And as I said in that podcast I did about the journey, like taking them up the stair steps until they reach the pinnacle of becoming a super fan. So because it's so easy now to use these, these tools that are given, like even a few years ago, it wasn't easy to, you know, create landing pages and get and create welcome autoresponders and all that. Pretty much every kind of email has this now. So they make it super easy. Um, personal connection is the way to sell in 2018 as well. So, you know, personally connecting with people in video, absolutely. But on email, that's just another layer of personal connection. And as I said, we like take them through this journey and maybe we even have a conversation with them on email and then we ask them to buy something. And when we ask them to buy something, 
It's not some stranger asking them to buy something or support us. It's somebody that we feel we have a connection with. We know they're a real person because we've had some kind of a conversation with them. We've seen them on video. We've heard their story. And now they're just asking us to take the next step. And I really do believe that that is what sales is all about in 2018. And email is a great way to do that. Now, all this that I said about email completely applies to Facebook Messenger as well. And as you guys know, Facebook Messenger is something I'm pretty passionate about. I love using Facebook Messenger because there are just, in my experience, different people that open my messages, that respond to them, that pay attention to them than on email. Sometimes it's double, like people respond in both places. That's awesome. But sometimes I have facilitated conversations with people on Messenger that I've never heard from on email. I don't even know for sure if they're opening my emails. They may not even be on my email list anymore, but originally they were. Then they ended up on my messenger list. And now I'm able to still have a conversation with them. The reason that I prioritize email above this is that we do not own Facebook Messenger. Like we do not have any control over that list. Someday Facebook could say, you're violating our terms of service. I'm shutting down your messenger account and you would lose all of it. So to me, it is a supplement. We should be doing email and messenger. We should be offering that, those points of connection to everyone. And I personally have, I started my messenger list last May, it is now grown to 900 people. So it is now about almost one fifth of the size of my email list. And so it's becoming a major way that I communicate with people, but I communicate differently through there. I don't send as much information. It's more of just a touch point to see if someone's interested in something and then I give them more info. And it's very permission-based. So if you are you know, thinking at all about, about email and messenger, I definitely recommend you focus more on email. But if you've already got the email thing going, and you want to supplement or um, try to catch people in a different net that might not come to your email list, then I would definitely recommend Messenger. And if that's you and you're interested in that, you can, you know, just kind of talk to me about it if you want. I do have a course that I've been developing um, over the past few months about Messenger, and it's, it's really awesome, but it's not for everyone. And as I said, email is so much more important to me and to you than messenger right now. Beth says, I have an email list. I realized I've resisted emailing folks regularly. How often should I email folks starting out? I would, if you're resisting it, just start out with once a month. I mean, I personally recommend that when your list is under 500, you email twice a month and over 500, you email once a week. But I know most of you guys aren't taking my advice on this. So um, at least start with once a month. I do see a lot of Academy members that are emailing once a month and kudos to you guys. You're doing a great job. It's definitely better than nothing. How do you tell if email signups are bots? Um, Well, I just clean my list. I clean my list all the time. So if any of you may have not opened my emails for a while, you will see 
that I will send out an email every few months if you haven't opened my emails for like a month straight, because I send emails about three times a week. So if you don't open my emails for a month straight, I will send you an email saying, hey, just checking to make sure you still want to be on my list, like no hard feelings if you don't, but I would love to keep communicating with you. Just click this link if you still want to be on the list. And that helps me weed out number one, bots. Number two, most of what it is, is people have old email addresses that they don't read. They just subscribe to get my free thing. And then they are not actually reading that email or they just have abandoned that email address. You know, if they have a Yahoo address or something and they abandoned it, then I just want to weed those out because I don't want to be paying for those. You guys don't want to be paying for those for sure. Asking for signups during gigs. Yeah. So I would recommend if you're having trouble getting people to sign up at gigs, I would definitely recommend trying out something like um, uh, easy texting, which is a way to kind of say like, just text the word uh, Brie to, you know, three, three, four, 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 or whatever the number is that they give you. And I want to give you a free gift. And what you can do is you take out your phone during the performance and you do it with them. You say, okay, everybody take out your phones. And it's just kind of a fun little exercise. And it's amazing how people will do it just by the power of suggestion and the group dynamic of everybody doing it. It takes literally 30 seconds. It sends them a text that says to get your free thing, you know, go here. And it sends them right to the place where they can put their email address in. And it's so much easier than getting them to come back to the table and put their email address in. Now, I still recommend that you have a sign for your email list. You pump it to everybody that comes back to your table. But this way is a lot easier. Yeah, you can absolutely on MailChimp, Beth, you can use um, an autoresponder. So you can create like a welcome sequence like I talk about. And um, and there's actually a whole like uh, thing mapped out in the academy of how to do that. But you can create a welcome sequence within MailChimp that then automatically starts going to them as soon as they subscribe to a certain list. You just have to set that up. Um, is it still effective to give away a download for an email or should it be something more? I don't know about something more, maybe something different. Um, you can test out a free song. I still do think it works. I think Catherine is still doing that. Maybe she, if she's here, she can let us know if she's still having success with giving away a free song. Um, I think it's absolutely still valid and people are still doing it now. Um, I think the where we get caught up is thinking we need to give more and more and more. People are not valuing that thing because it's more. They're valuing it because it's something that they want. So we have to figure out what it is that they want. You know, do they want private access to a special, you know, acoustic video or you know, a special recording that you can't get anywhere else. Um, how can we make it more valuable for them to want to be able to trade their email address? I still do believe in the free song. I still believe that it works. I think it doesn't work as well as it used to. And if you can come up with something that's a little more, um, a little more unique and exciting to your fans, then definitely test it. Good morning to Christina. 
if anybody else has, let's see what Catherine says. Um, Catherine says, I do a track from each of my CDs. I send them out one at a time and I tell a story with each. So Catherine, what is your initial connection? Like what, what gets people on to their, to your list? Is it one particular song? I get some nice compliments about them and the stories. Absolutely. I mean, that's all part of the fan journey, which is awesome that you have that all set up. Where do we get instructions on how to do the text thing you described? Okay. So there is a podcast that I did with someone about this a while back. Uh, It's still totally valid and relevant. Uh, I believe it's podcast number 36 with Carrie Keevy. Look that up, femmusician.com slash 036, I believe. Um, She describes this all in detail on how to use texting. What service do we use for text? Okay, I recommend easy texting, I think it's called. Uh, Let me find the link and I'll pop it in here once I'm done for easy texting. Matungi says my website needs to become my hub. Yes. I mean, you guys, your website should be your hub for everything. If I have a question about you as an artist or Beth has a question when she's doing my research for my podcast, we better be able to find it on your website. So um, have it be the hub for everything. Your email list, sign up, your uh, all your social media connections, Spotify, you know, people should be able to see your videos there, how to get on your YouTube channel. All that stuff should be accessible through your website. All right, you guys, this has been a really great, really constructive conversation. And I'm glad I did this. As I said, we are going into some more marketing and sales kind of um, specifics here in the next few weeks on Indie Interactive. So I wanted to start with the email list because that's going to be kind of the base of what I'm talking about here on how we start to get people to, to buy things from us. Because like I said, it's all about the journey. It's all about people getting to know us and connecting with us. And that is going to be the way that people are going to buy. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.